0: You're listening to Oh, hot
1: luck, hot
2: and you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. And hey, everybody, welcome to episode 143. <gasps>
0: it's 143?
2: One of the cast. <laughs> it is Friday, October the 27th, 2017. We're and it's
0: episode 143.
2: episode 143. Sorry, I didn't interject. Oh, that's, uh, that's uh, the, the, the pager code.
0: Yeah, there you go. Aha, I got it. Someone got on board today.
2: And happy one four three to you all as well. If you know what we're talking about, I I I love you. Um, we're coming at you late again this week because um we're all busy and tired, and not tired, just busy working on this giant conference weekend extravaganza that's happening next week in Los Angeles. Um, We're actually recording this Thursday night at the Collaboration offices in downtown Los Angeles, which is why we sound super low-key right now.
1: Super.
0: (laughs) Mind-bound.
2: My name is Marvin Yue. I'm Minji Chang. And we're your hosts for this weekly look at pop and Asian American culture. And this week we're joined by Manpreet Kaur. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who who is the collaboration in los angeles our local team's executive director um she's here burning the midnight oil with us as we get this conference showcase comedy show ready to go um in part because um Memphis just quit her job yes
1: Yo, i quit my job congratulations living her best life <laughs> oh yes this i'm fun employed right now
2: enjoying one of the many rituals us millennials enjoy which is quitting jobs yeah. Thanks. And killing industries, you know. What we do.
0: I've never had a uh what is it called? Fun employment. Yeah. Fun
2: employment. Really?
0: My problem is that I don't know how to oh. <laughs> chill out. So. You know,
2: my fun employment, my first fun employment was actually when I started working with collaboration because I couldn't do anything. So
0: that's what I'm saying. Certain people are incapable. I mean, my pretty this is her fun employment. She's at our office tonight. It's like eleven PM. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Sending emails, making slides—it's great. Yeah.
1: This is my fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But welcome to this is your first time on this podcast. You've been on Minji's podcast before. Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: Yes. I was
2: first of all, which um, again, check out last week's first of all from Minji's very very personal story.
0: I'm 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 so
2: like blown away.
0: (laughs) I've been getting really really lovely messages. And then I re listened to what I said because you say a lot of things and you oh. don't remember. We know this well from this podcast. Mm-hmm. I get very heated and then I'm like, oh, I said that. All right. <laughs> um, but oh, it's so nice. It's
2: yeah. just lovely. It's, uh,
0: Solidarity, y'all <laughs>
2: But we're here to talk about Asian American culture, I guess That's
0: part of Asian American um, culture
2: So, um, we start off every week are
0: you w- glossing over my subject, no, Marv? No. You brought it up <laughs>
2: We start off every week with a roundtable discussion going over what's on our minds in the world of pop culture in Asian America And um, this week, let's start with... Well, since Minji wasn't here last week, let's start with her What's on your mind, Minji?
0: Oh uh. Asian-American pop culture? Nothing. I literally, well, what's currently on my mind right this moment, we just put up um, another skit. That's what's on my mind. Okay. Um, this is us, me plugging our Instagram, because you know why? We made a really fun skit with Tim Atlas and Joy Regolano, who, and then uh, yesterday we shared our Asian mom skit with me as a Korean mom, and then June <laughs> Lee,
1: um,
0: who's hosting our comedy night and we did another skit, and it's just so fun. This has been that's been honestly like the highlight of my week is just making these <laughs> these little skits and like watching you guys laugh.
2: Yeah. So uh, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, or if this is your first episode, welcome. Um, we're busy planning a giant three day event called Empower Weekend 2017. It consists of a comedy night, a creative leadership conference, and a talent asian american talent showcase happening um, the first weekend of november which is next weekend it's, it's like seven days from the day this podcast is being released
1: oh my god it's only a week away
2: I'm and sure. so everything everything is pretty much set not right now we're just trying to get people butts in the seats
1: yes right so there be there
2: well minji has been hard at work with our intern sam creating Um,
0: And Aubrey, and this is like (laughs) a cross-country effort right now, because June's in Atlanta... So I just want you guys to like. We're getting a behind the scenes look. These skits were like collaborated upon together. We wrote these together just to like what like what would be funny. And if I'm plugging myself right now, but I was in a BuzzFeed video with Jenny Yang and Joy Regalado for "Odd Ways Asian Moms Say I Love You," which was my first viral video ever. And people, it's just really cool to see how much people enjoyed that and how much they laughed and related to their respective mother um we thought we'd bring him back because they're all our friends and we're like why don't we just do that so fyi whenever you're listening to this there will be another one coming out with jenny yang and yeah. the chinese
2: mom check out the um i guess we need to. we should actually explain like, well
0: i said it's on the instagram
2: yeah check out instagram it basically we have a um promo campaign where we're bringing back the asian mom characters from minji's first viral video and um, pairing them up with actual um um,
0: artists, artists, artists that are going to be Weekend. at the
2: Empire Weekend, and then it's, it's it's funny. Check out our Instagram, check out our Facebook um, group to check out those videos, and also please share uh, if you like them.
0: And it was just to plug that, but just the process. Okay, I just wanted to say that's why it's on my mind is because I had so much fun making them, and then they're such a collaborative effort. It's really great to remember all our different creative, talented friends. Just, I'm basking in this moment of like, this is why we do what we do. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: it just, it gave me like all the logistics of everything. You know, I mean, you're, we're up to our eyeballs and emails.
1: I know. Well, it's just a break, you know? And for me, what's been on my mind this whole week was like just Empower Weekend because Mm -hmm. it's, I guess, only seven days away and my eyes are kind of crazy right now. (laughs) um but yeah today I was spending some time making powerpoints and I was just looking at a really dope lineup and thinking about like how I had just left my job in corporate America but then you know there's like a lot of dope people who are there for networking purposes and I'm kind of like jazzed to like see the the intermingling of people like people like me who are not in entertainment and then people who are like Experts in their area are going to be there and just having that ability to like connect with them speak with them ask them questions about like how did they start where are they going like all those things I've just been kind of jotting down my like questions and ideas
0: bring your business card. Yeah. Or just like with, with your name and your email. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is networking one on my- So,
2: what Manpreet's talking about is our Empower Creative Leadership Conference, which is a day long conference taking place on Saturday, November the 4th, um, where we're inviting Asian Americans in all fields of entertainment musicians, executives, producers, directors to come and um, share their knowledge through panels and workshops and mentorship sessions.
0: And the other thing I want to say about that is like, when you every time I look at our lineup, and we've been corresponding back and forth with them. It's really cool because they just, they care so much. Do you know what I'm saying? Like oh, they yeah. they all like, yeah, ECFO, VP of research and insights from BuzzFeed, Edwin Wong, who's like one of the most eloquent boss oh. people. We have the uh, design director coming from Pandora Media. Mm-hmm. We have the executive vice president of, of <laughs> Universal yeah. coming, Chris San Agustin. We have Buzz, uh, Funny or Die, executive producer, uh, Brad Jenkins, a keynote. Like, he's from DC. Like, these people are just so amazing. Like, I can't wait to be in the same room as them. And I'm just so grateful because sometimes I feel very, just keeping it real. I feel, you know, like you feel like that square nerd who like cares so much about XYZ. But when you get other
1: people like that on board with you, it's yeah. just like, yeah. Or like you feel so boxed in, especially because we're like so, as collaboration global and collaboration los angeles because we're so intertwined with the community partners here in in LA it sometimes feels like those are the only people who care but then having people who are major league players and all these companies and organizations and actors and musicians come through and like show their interest and be like, yeah, I want to be a part of this movement. Yes, Asian Americans and entertainment is equally important to me. And I will share my time pro bono and help you guys out like that is amazing to me because that's rare. Yeah. So we think we're sending grateful vibes. Yeah. To the Just thank you. Thank you. And thank you to
0: everyone who's so excited about coming. Honestly, it gives us a lot of encouragement to know that it's it's being received well. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. that people are excited and applying for our scholarship. And, like, I got messages today. They're like, oh, I got it. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see you. You know, like, it's great. So we're excited
2: yeah super excited um, definitely check out our videos we have a lot of really great promo videos as well um, our team has been hard at work plugging it and for those of you who are now excited or interested in this conference and are in the LA area you can also um, learn more and buy your tickets by going to empower.collaboration.org and um, listeners of the collabcast can use the offer code collabcast all caps um, for a 15% discount on Heck. your registration Wow. So, yeah. Um, Memphrey, you were recently on a trip, weren't you?
1: Yo, I went to the Asia. The trip. I went to the Asia trip of my dreams. Was it the trip of your life so far, or was it just... Yeah, actually, it it was probably one of the most out there trips I've ever experienced. I'm just saying, because from social media, it looked pretty epic.
2: So, this was your quit your job to take a trip thing, right?
1: This was... Was it though? No. It became I, that. It became that. I quit my job like the first day, that the day before I left. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, then I'm misinformed. I thought you quit while you were there, which I thought was so badass. I was oh, like, okay then. No, no,
1: no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I made the decision to like the day before I left, and then I sent the email like upon <laughs> landing.
2: <laughs> well, I, I definitely want to hear about your trip. But also, you know, this was your. This wasn't your first job out of college, right? This was. Oh um, no, this was. But this is your longest job,
1: right? Y- yeah, this was my longest yeah. job.
2: So, how was it? Because um, Minji and I both have also had initial corporate experiences before embarking mm-hmm. in this like
1: mm-hmm.
2: nonprofit life.
1: Yeah <laughs> how how was my corporate experience?
2: No, I'm just. um, How does it feel to be to be free of the corporate experience now? <laughs>
1: My corporate experience was just so intense. I had 3 different managers. I had like a change of like job description after a year and a half of working there. I worked with people all over the nation. My core teammates were all in different states. Like it was just it was intense and like basically by the end of my time there, I was like proficient in not only analytics and like, you know, like making badass powerpoints, but also Like, just being super on top of, like, project management. So, I guess, for me, I learned a lot and also learned that, like, healthcare is not for me. It's not the field (laughs) that I was meant to be in because I swear I have, like, some form of, like, heart palpitation issues because of, like, the stress that was, (laughs) like, my job.
2: Seriously. Now, this is interesting. So, both you and Minji both come from, like like, you guys worked in health and and services, right? And you were a teacher before this job as well, and I don't know, I, I feel like these, those are jobs you take, and I, I have friends who are teachers as well, and it's, like, it, it's tough, right? Those are jobs you take because you want to help people, and then you realize, like, oh, yeah. it's hard to help people sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I had, well, it comes to different formats, but yeah. Yeah, like, different formats. I think for me, I had this, like, arrogant mindset, I guess, where during college and post-college I've always had the mindset of like how can I help the most like quantity of people and so for me like in college I had a variety of jobs whatever and then post-college I was like I'm gonna be a teacher because I'm good at education and I'm passionate about it and I can affect the lives of like x hundred number of students and it was great and then after that I was like you know what I want to find something like larger scale and then I like was having this discussion and I was like Hey, I just want to continuously find like ways to like help more and more people. But then one of my friends was just like, "One pre- like, what are you offering to these people though? Like half of the time mm-hmm. you're, you know, confused about what you're doing. You're, you're not what? really sure about like what you're passionate about. And like, are you truly like helping those people or do you just have like the mentality of like, Oh yeah, I'm helping those people. <laughs> and so I really had to like sit back and think about that because that was a really good question. And I think it's a good
0: question, but I'm like, but I don't know. I'm just saying like your spirit and your laughter.
1: I'm sorry. Just, yeah. I don't I don't qualify that. But like that way. spirit and laughter in a very real way doesn't matter much in like the analytical field. It's like I'm sitting in a cubicle. Right. And am I making enough of a difference in the lives of my patients by working there? And right. so Um, I think during this job, I came to the conclusion that I'm passionate about entertainment because it provides me so many varieties of like ways to alter or affect the lives of people. But also being able to take that step back and being like, all right, these are projects that really are meaningful to me versus having somebody dictate like this is your curriculum or (laughs) this is like what you need to accomplish for this project that we've assigned you. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time in my life I feel like I have the freedom to choose what I want to do versus, like, what somebody wants from me, which is, like, really different. Liberating. It's very <laughs> liberating. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, Marv was in MBA world, right? And you're working with startups, and you're like, the way that even we discuss collaboration is from very – Different perspectives. And I think that's a good thing because we, just because we, we like having different approaches to a creative field or something that we're like trying to help our community is very helpful because you need structure and you need project management. Like, that's a very transferable skill, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll come at it from a very visionary standpoint of, like, creativity on how is this going to make people feel and how are we going to make them laugh and how we create the vibe co- coordinating. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marvin's very, like, brass tacks, and I, like, I appreciate that. And that's my question to you because you went from that corporate life into the more abstract right like well you're applying it to abstract now
2: i mean so in my case it's i started my career in distribution supply chain and like consumer products and that was fun but also not very like i was just a cog in the machine right i was helping getting product from a to b but it was very mechanical my second job was for a consulting firm that worked with governments Mm -hmm. so we were doing transportation consulting and i mean that was fun too. Like I, I love urban planning. I love um transportation, like public transportation and stuff like that. Uh but then the economy crashed too. So that's another reason yeah. why I had so unemployed. Um I don't know. I think um long time listeners will know that I've always been drawn to the creative fields. Um I come from a I guess more of a project management background because of the MBA, because I can take a look at like I, I, I can understand I think about things that Minji might not like, mm-hmm. like what our financial structures are, what a board of directors actually means. Um, Which like I now think things. a lot more
0: of now, thanks to Marvin.
2: <laughs> um, and honestly, because like, Minji and I are the same Myers-Briggs type. But Me too. I've always worked under people with that type, so I have to force myself to be a different type. And so I have to become more analytical mm. uh, because mm-hmm. you can like like with any team you want a variety of skill sets and a variety of perspectives.
0: I love this conversation, by the way. I feel like this could be our future topic. I would really love to kind of elaborate on that because that it ties into. I think that's Empowered. a more in- organic <laughs> way to plug it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we can We're talk about not that. Panelists. After this is the our panel. Break. Damn it. <laughs> um, we can talk more about that after the break. Um, I guess really quickly get to my uh, my table topic. So I was reading engagement as as I usually do, and I came across a story about Fred Armisen. Did you hear about this? Um, so he went on the PBS show um, Finding Your Roots, which is how people like um, it's like the twenty three and Me. You find out your genetic roots, and they go through your history, your grandfather and stuff. So um, he's always so Fred Armisen was a former SNL um person Mm -hmm. he was also on um, Portlandia Um, yes he was always um, known in the community as like part Japanese right Mm. but then according to the show they found out that he's actually quarter Korean
0: What? What? welcome to the family
2: apparently his grandfather was a South Korean spy in the Japanese
0: shut Um, up (laughs) whoa Um, hi Fred Armisen can we (laughs) hang out
2: um, that's
0: so badass.
2: So yeah, so it's um, I think um, that's
0: real life Jason Bourne stuff right there. Okay, that's just so crazy.
2: Apparently, he was um, he was like um, like one was like, you know how um, Julia Childs was a spy in the war mm-hmm. as a part of like a entertainer or like a similar like his grandfather was an entertainer in Japan who was informing on the Japanese like government. What Whoa. kind of entertainer?
0: grandson is like <laughs> an entertainer. <laughs> entertainer and so <laughs> like, <laughs> like of, of life yeah
2: imagine just like so all of a sudden he like he learns that he's like actually 0% japanese
0: yeah Sna- <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad
2: but um yeah i mean have you guys ever thought about doing dna tests and things like that
1: i haven't because i just i just know i'm 100% punjabi <laughs> <laughs> How do I've you learned know for so sure much.
0: I've yeah. learned so much about that the 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 history and like you know the the migrations or like the everything Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's honestly i I had zero knowledge of that before oh, I of, met of, you of India yeah of and, India yeah. Mm. and it's just yeah, I'm continuing to learn,
1: mm-hmm. but are you sure I mean there's a possibility that I might have some like British in me, but <laughs> highly unlikely. Really? Very highly unlikely, yeah, because my family's origins are from current day Pakistan, which is like too north for the British to have occupied because right. they' more central mm. um, so. I wonder
0: if I have Japanese blood because my mm-hmm. my paternal grandparents were or my grandmother at least she was in North Korea like and they and my yeah, my great grandfather ran one of the
2: I think like, it's probably a higher chance of you being like a mix of a lot of different Asians yeah. than like than myself. I think I'm pretty sure my family we're probably majority Han Chinese. <laughs> that, mm. um, and it's interesting because that is the ethnic majority of most of Asia, pretty much. And because we ruled over modern Korea, modern day like a lot of see. There's the land so much mass, there. Like, On yeah.
0: honestly, like I don't get really. I was raised to like have certain thoughts and opinions like just keep me real because my dad, but like as an adult, I really am curious to understand. And I don't feel like I'm going to get like super emotionally charged about it, but it's something that I feel like I just have no knowledge of and it sucks because as like my own heritage and history, Mm -hmm. not to get antagonistic or like revive, (laughs) you know, that stuff, but I don't know. I just feel as like my identity. I feel like I don't know a lot. Do you know what I
2: mean? Yeah. Like my own... Group. Especially in America. Like we grow up not feeling like we needed to know, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like my cousins in Korea have way deeper knowledge. Like they just, yeah. by osmosis, know a lot more about my grandparents, what they did, what my grandparents' parents did. And like, I'm literally finding all that out now.
1: <laughs> I'm just starting to ask these questions. It's weird. Yeah. It's very strange because I've had these conversations with my parents too. And I asked my mom the other day, um, I was like, where was Naniji born? Like my mom's mom. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why you don't know? And, And it was interesting because her response was like, well, I mean, I was married at 17 and then had you at 18 and then moved across the world at that time and so the time period in which i was really spending you know time getting to know my mom as like a semi-adult was like two years while you were born you know because you you don't really have that curiosity while you're young i'm saying i got it i got that curiosity in my late 20s (laughs) And, and that's like the norm for just people like humankind doesn't start asking their parents things until like so we should yeah. all just expect
0: our children to spend like about two and a half, three decades we not just force caring it
1: onto them. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm from here. First of all, we're gonna open this atlas, okay?
2: I mean you talk about all these people really concerned about heritage and culture. And to be honest, like you can ask your average person on the street, where is your family from? And most people Probably won't know Some people might Some people might be really into it For sure But like history is something that I don't know when you get interested in it Mm -hmm. But like
0: I feel like depending on what culture you're coming from It can be like It can be a little bit dangerous You know what I'm saying? Like you like, for example, there are just certain thoughts that my parents had about certain ethnicities. And I happen to have friends of that. ethnicity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, I I, I'm I, thinking, yeah, low-key, that's probably why they stayed away from it. I was like, I don't want to know stuff that's going to like make me look at people I care about differently. You know what I mean? And it gets tricky yeah. because.
2: I mean, if you think about the history. Loyalty like
0: Loyalty and, you know.
2: Much of the Asian continent. At some point in the last three generations, we're at war with each For other. For sure. You know? It's super
0: messed up, right? And yeah. there's all this, like, again, hostility. And these are like real wars that were fought. And I don't want to disrespect that. But also, like, do I want my life to be dictated about because of that? When I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in a new land with these people that it, really. At the same
2: time, know? like you bring your, I wouldn't call it an American upbringing, but like our more. Woke is that the right term? Like you know,
0: like
2: sense of perspective to it, and you can separate the history from the like the propaganda, right? And then that's kind of the the thing I think you're you're worried about is when where where does the propaganda start stop? Right? Where does the where does the ingrained racism of like yeah a world where they were killing each other in like within the last hundred years? Like a
1: great example great examples are like North Korea versus South Korea and like Pakistan versus India and like any kind of feuding countries. It's like the people from those two countries will have very strong opinions if there are like parents generation. Yeah. And so like my family has very strong opinions about Pakistani people, vice versa. But growing up, I heard all those things and like kind of grew up knowing those things. But, um, the first time I made like a Pakistani friend, I just like straight up asked them. I was like, So like does your family hate my family as much as my family hates your family, or is that just like my family? That's why I love you. You just like you're like, So what's up?
2: Yeah. I mean it's interesting because I think there's still people alive who were there before the partition, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. grandparents and like yeah. a bunch of people. I actually worked if you want to check things out. There's nineteen forty seven archives dot um, com which is basically or 1947 partition archives dot com and that essentially has like an account so it's kind of like how um, all the interviews were done for the holocaust survivors mm. there is I worked on this project in college where we um, interviewed partition survivors because mm. it was definitely an ordeal to get through <laughs> um, it's like the largest mass migration of humankind in like history so uh, yeah. Like there are people who are still alive, and they have very, <laughs> very, <laughs> and intense stories.
2: So there is a um. There's a new podcast from WAMU called Second Wave, which is a Vietnamese American woman going back and tracing her roots. And there's also you know like because oh, for a lot of people like th- these traumas are within like your parent generation, right? So for sure and.
0: Honestly, for yeah. me, the, learning what I've learned in the last several years is like, I think there's a lot of healing necessary. It's a lot of honoring your feelings because I feel like I don't know. I think that the distinguishing thing, is not even propaganda. It was like, well, what emotions and what attitudes and prejudices was I inheriting versus mm. what are actually mine based on my actual experiences yeah. and based on what facts versus anecdotes. And I, my thing was like, really i didn't want to dishonor my own family like i didn't want to be disloyal to my own dad for having his experiences those are real experiences and i would imagine if that happened to my dad or my grandfather you know what i'm saying like i probably would have some a chip on my shoulder too about certain things and so like but i just don't want to live in that anger and i don't i, I have to be symbiotically coexisting with like a lot of different people especially here in america so I feel like, again, that's that's a story of the American dream and, like, the second generation of
2: immigrant I mean, even, even America live. can't, like, get over it. Right? We're still refighting the Civil War, like, right. 100 years later.
0: But that's something to, yeah. like, unpackage. Like, it is absolutely infuriating and frustrating and just, like, gets old and we're like, really, let's move on. <laughs> but in light of the turmoil, then, I'm like, you know, it's any fight I have with my own family. I'm like, all right, let's deal then. Like, what's up? Like, why are you mad? we need to apologize we need to you know like there needs to be dialogue i think sometimes it's just it gets you're gonna get nowhere just like the anger is is real not trying to like minimize it but like what good does it do to keep clinging on yeah move along (laughs) move along
2: yeah and um ask your parents and your grandparents for stories while they're still here because that stuff i I feel like it's necessary to to know yourself i don't know yeah I agree (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk uh, more about career advice hey everyone uh, thanks again for listening to episode 143 Um, this cast, of course is a part of collaboration a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment discovering developing showcasing and connecting the creative talents of the API communities um Again, uh, check out Empower Weekend 2017 if you're in L.A. It's a big three-day weekend, um, including a comedy night, a conference, and a showcase. Um, you can learn more about it at empower.collaboration.org. And by rewinding, listening to the beginning of this podcast where we talk a lot about it. <laughs> Again, for more information and to buy tickets, um, go to empower.collaboration.org. And um, if you do want to come, please use the discount code COLLABCAST, all caps, Um, for a 15% discount on your total order. Um, The Collabcast is also a part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. Um, Every week, I like to highlight a different um, podcast from the Collective, and this week, I wanted to highlight um, Fresh Creatives, which is one of my other podcasts that um, we just started um, recording again. Um, Every few weeks, we take ideas from you, the listener, and create interesting narrative pitches um, from it fully fleshed in our last episode we created The Pharmacist um, it's um, basically um, The Departed meets Breaking Bad meets um, Kung Fu movies <laughs> um, along with our friend Jess Ju and co-host Porter Young so you can check out Fresh Creatives and the other great programs of the collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com and on that note let's get you back to the show thanks again for listening And welcome back to the Collab Cast. Um, we're gonna do a really quick featured segment, um, building off of our roundtable, talking about career advice and basically empowers coming up. We're
0: making our own empower panel yeah. right now, is what we're doing. <laughs> we're the organizers. I think it's also really cool <laughs> to hear yes. stories. I've been learning so
1: much about you guys.
2: <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah. So, I guess where should we start?
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense. Because uh, Empower has a lot of opportunity for individuals to attend and learn about how they can switch careers, because or grow in their chosen, or way. grow in the one that they're already in. And all three of us have switched careers from uh, being in like corporate settings into well, you guys have definitely been in entertainment for a while, and I am trying to kind of figure my way out now. I feel
0: like you've already been doing that with collaboration. That's why, I guess, when people ask me, I mean, first first of all, I don't ever think that any, like, rarely, unless you're, again, I'm friends with several doctors and, and lawyers and whatnot, but there's, vast majority, I feel like, are very nonlinear paths. There's no, like, set structure a rubric unless i don't know there's certain careers but i still feel like that that's not the majority of careers out there
2: well there's you know the played out stereotype that asians become doctors lawyers engineers but that's only because those are like if you take a look at school those are the most like that's the path you can see Mm -hmm. right those are those are paths that people have laid out for you and as you like some for some people that might that might be perfectly fine but. You know, there
0: was a time like that's like, like it's just really interesting when you backtrack my, my, my mindset at that time and especially in high school. I did a I started in high school. I did a four year health and bioscience career pathway program that was brand new. Shout out to Mrs. Emerson, you the bomb, because that was dope. She like put together a whole program, got it approved by the state and like whatever to like make this these pathways for young teenagers who were at the time very certain that they wanted to work in Health and bioscience. So I got to shadow doctors. I did special projects. I had health all four
2: years. That's crazy to have a five year plan in high school. That means you plan an entire college curriculum and that first year of your job, right? Kind like of, what well, job you're going to get. It
0: just like gives you more opportunity. It wasn't like super structured, but it definitely gave you more health classes and it gave you a health perspective and it assigned projects and field trips and opportunities that you would not have if you didn't have this program at your school. So it was, it was just funny because at the time I was like, yes, <laughs> like this is, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, and that's what I, whenever I give career advice to anybody younger than me or older or same age, whatever, whenever people are kind of in that mode of like reevaluating and my thing is like every step that you take, like you're just there, you got to be present in that moment and then be open to where that next step is. Cause we're all kind of maybe like we're all programmed to think ahead, think ahead, think ahead. Mm-hmm. But really, though, how much can you really plan ahead if there's nothing in life that actually turned out the way you planned, right? Rarely, yeah. And so, I, I it's just it, it's like very it's like very humorous to me how sure I was. But That's I also insane. like I appreciate how sure I was because it made me take very deliberate steps. And then it, and now, what I'm doing as an adult, it's like okay, I, I pivoted. You know, at mm-hmm. certain points, I was like,
1: and eh, never mind. Mm-hmm make make that 180 jk <laughs> yeah <laughs> and those were those were good decisions i was pretty convinced i was going to be a doctor from the age of 10 to Dude, the age too. of like <laughs> 19 what kind of doctor 20. did you want to be i was going to be a cardiac surgeon okay
0: Get it yeah, ambitious. See, this is says a lot about.
1: Yeah, I was like, I did all the things, um, and you know, even bad grades didn't like deter me. I was like, I'm doing the thing, and then one day I realized, like, what am I doing? Mine I just Chem One A. Oh, was it? <laughs> no, you know, I got through all those like gruesome classes, and then one day I was working in um, an ER setting. And um, it was the Children's Hospital Research Institute in Oakland, so Corey Hospital. And it's, like, one of the—it's the largest children's hospital in Northern California. And so I was working there, and this little girl came in, and she had um, an STD, and she was, like, five. And I, like, bawled my eyes out, and my doctor came up to me and was like, you can't, like— do that (laughs) she's like you can't cry for like every patient that comes in that has like you know this kind of an issue because you'll see that a lot especially in an er setting and you'll also like read through a lot of that in medical school blah 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 and i was like yeah any career that doesn't let me cry when i need to cry like i'm i'm leaving (laughs) i'm meant for entertainment let me cry (laughs) yeah so that was like really eye-opening i think it was like day one of like new month breathe and that and I've had day ones, two, three, four of like, oh, <laughs> I'm I'm a new month breathe now. <laughs> How long were you there for then after that moment? Mm, after that day I was at that hospital for another six months.
0: Oh.
2: Well, I mean, we talked about this earlier in the show where you know your career your 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 jobs since graduating have always had that element of wanting to help people, right? Whether it's teaching kids or helping people with chronic illness, um, helping people get better. So, I mean, that's a theme, I guess, at least you want to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, You're looking for ways to help people, right?
1: Yeah. And like collaboration is dope because I'm helping people in a new capacity. Like I haven't had this opportunity before where I'm working with staff and helping like staff understand what they're doing and learn how to like put on an event and then learning from you guys and like having you as mentors, but then also putting on like live showcases and events and panels and open mics and all those things through collaboration Los Angeles. And it's just like, that's a whole new like, skill set that i had never envisioned and then once my vision did fall onto that (laughs) i was like wow i can do so much with this skill of like being able to organize yeah like you can accomplish so many things and produce so many events and like touch so many people through that and that's kind of like just been my driving factor in the past two years honestly if i didn't have collab i probably would have lost my mind (laughs) <laughs> at my corporate job. <laughs> well, I feel like
0: you—you you just like I don't know—you—you you came into it so seamlessly. And
1: I'm curious. So you were a science major. What was your major in college? I studied integrative biology with an emphasis in human physio. Dude, physio, <laughs> yes, love yeah. that class. Yeah. At, at Berkeley, we're both Golden Bears. <laughs> Um,
2: and I, w-
0: I was um, molecular cell biology turned public health.
2: MCB. Isn't MCB. that like the little the the maker?
0: Worst. It's a, that in it's double It's
2: that in eeks that are like the worst in Berkeley. Killer. Right? The
0: worst. Yeah. And public health was totally my calling and I have no regrets. <laughs> it's still to this day, even with entertainment collab, I th- it was my perfect match. Mm-hmm. More so than theater, to be honest, because public health was like understanding why humans all have xyz disease why do we all what happens when you know you have every half the nation is smoking and when you do this and like what happened like it's just understanding health and behavior
2: you must really be enjoying what our government's been doing recently about. oh it's
1: great <laughs> so how did you like go from public health sphere corporate job and then how are you where you are now have you talked about this before? Yeah. I, I want to answer that
0: quickly. I want, but I'm i doing a survey. Marvin was UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. And what was your major?
2: I did what was called management science. Management science. Which is a essentially business economics. It's a economics focusing on the micro side. Mm-hmm. So firms um, and stuff like that. So we did a lot of um, numbers and graphs and statistics. And, and analytical. We did... Um, it was a BS degree. Uh, bachelor of Science. Not bullshit. Which is... Um, <laughs>
1: Hold on. Can I just... I'm so sorry. I studied integrated bio with an emphasis on human physio, and I got a BA. A BA.
2: Well, the difference is I took... <laughs> I, we had to take engineering math just and extra math. So we had to do multivariable calculus. We had to do linear algebra and basically all the math the engineering kids had to do for lower divs. Yeah.
0: I want to hear... And I want to hear your origin story, like when you were like, what led you to that? But to answer Mampreet's question about how I went from public health to acting, acting, acting was something I wanted to do since I was four. Mm. And then I think inherently like subliminally, this all like just by programming, I never thought it was an actual option, even though I did plays and stuff. And then, um, yeah. And then to collaborate on literally honestly, I credit club, it, it changed my perspective. It opened my eyes to what was possible. And I was like, there's a whole organization based on, on <laughs> Asians being artists, what? what?
1: What? Same. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, I wanna do it. Like it really was a aha moment type thing. But then I had already committed so much to, like all of high school. I was already at Berkeley and doing this. So like it was a it was a it was a juggling thing. I don't know if it was compromising, but no. And I don't regret anything. I feel like
1: it really do you, do you organically happened. It would have helped if there was like if you had known about Empower Conference when you were younger, would you have attended that? For sure. I
0: would have attended it. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome. Mm. Because, again, different things influence why you make decisions, especially when you're young and you're still kind of figuring out who you are. You know? Like, yeah. My parents played a big role. I was really passionate about science. I'm really good at math and science. I really loved the idea of being a doctor. That wasn't something that I was forced into. I was, like genuinely wanted to do it. So, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and I'm really so I'm just very curious for Marvin because I've actually never ever asked him that. He's definitely heard my story, but I've never heard your story of like, were you, were you like, at what point were you like businessman? You know what I mean? Like, because you ended up on the trajectory of of management science and then MBA, right? So like, was this in high school? Like, was that like the vision?
2: To be honest, it's I haven't had a plan. There was always like, okay, you know, go to college, go to grad school. If I go to grad school, it's probably going to be an MBA, business school, um, because like, there's a time when I wanted to be a consultant, but that was mostly like, I've always been project oriented. I like solving problems. I like
0: and then moving on to the next thing.
2: I mean, that sounded good to me because I didn't want to do the same thing over and over again. That which was the issue with my first job, which is. I can see myself doing this and being good at it, but then I'd be doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, honestly, going to business school was more, I was in between jobs. And so, I had time. So, let's try to get into business school, take the GMAT. Um, got into Maryland, which is where I did my grad school. Um, I got a job working at a startup, right out right out of grad school. During business school, I did a lot of marketing, and entrepreneurship classes um and got a job at a startup um which is inherently kind of risky but kind of figured you know um it was a good founder they had a pretty good um if a little redundant um business um, um product um it was like a smart email client and this is during the time when people were getting into you know inbox zero and all that stuff and so um worked that job until i got they pivoted my job away and then i just came back to la and that was during that during that time i was still working with collaboration Uh, i had met minji um as a part of the dc team and coming back it was honestly like i remember thinking that we can build something i had some money saved away i had time and Honestly, like I didn't at that time I was you know single, didn't have any, didn't have a family, didn't have, you know, um, I was living back at home. So there was really like cost of living was really low for me. So I was able to take a bet on collaboration. And that was how I ended up, ended up doing this. See where
0: the this. road
1: takes
2: you. Yeah.
0: But I feel like ultimately, I'm a very big believer in destiny. And I also believe like you can impact your destiny. There's no just like one thing, but like people who are, and I get very spiritual, but like when you align with what you, your true self, it takes you where you're supposed to go. So I mean, like, I get like, yeah, I've talked about this with Marvin just because we both we came into the roles that we are in different ways, but it's like, well, we came to our, our true loves. It was like we both did this and we were doing it for free and we would do it for free and we care about it we love the people and yeah like that's honestly i complain a lot i get really frustrated i get stressed out and tired but honestly like i re- at this point for the time that i've been with it i can't imagine doing anything else and i'm not saying i'm gonna do it forever and that's changing you know we we have seasons and chapters but like i'm genuinely like wow i could have been at med school like
1: what?
0: And then med school is yeah. public policy school. Switch to that. I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: or just like I always laugh when I tell my mom, like if I told my mom that I'm here right now, she'd be like, wait, so why are you doing this for free? Because like, <laughs> she's so constantly confused. Like, what do you guys do? You know what I mean? And so I constantly try to explain to her, but I think the best way to like really learn what collaboration is about is to come to an event and meet people who go to our events and meet people who have like participated in in performing at our events or are going to be speakers at our events and like that's kind of how I pieced it together even because I like was brought on because I was apparently very enthusiastic (laughs) oh so great I loved it (laughs) and Minji and Marvin were just like yeah you're gonna do program stuff and I was like oh wow okay and uh I had never done that before so it was fun, but really before me can't right? Yeah, really <laughs> like the first event that I did was when I learned what we did.
0: <laughs> it's like production meets community organizing. That's it was amazing, just, yeah.
1: And so that's what I'm saying. Like I would like for collab. Like if if the viewer or the listeners are you know kind of somewhat intrigued into what like empower weekend is, I think that would be the event for you to learn the most about what we do and like how you can be involved and how you can if you are somebody who's considering changing your careers like how you could do that or if somebody is already in the entertainment field and like you know you want to advance it's just a great opportunity
0: i love meeting people like you remember yeah that's why i stuck around <laughs> Did I tell you that though? Like the reason why I started collab was because I wanted to meet famous people. Like full disclosure, <laughs> I was like, what, in my twenties? You know, that was two thousand nine. I was just like I was you know, very wide eyed and I have. I've met amazing, amazing artists that I really look up to, continue to, some I don't anymore. But like that's that's what got me in. And then the reason I stayed, because there's been a lot of ups and downs, and there's there's ups and downs in no matter what career it's, you know, by no means am I painting a picture like, oh, it's been like just like roses and daisies it's been really hard and when you care about something that much sometimes that's the the uh you know double edged sword like you're going to care so much that yeah you're going to lose sleep over stuff and things that other people can kind of turn off because it's just a job and they can leave at, you know show up at 9 leave at 5 and buy, take their vacation days build their 401k but when you're doing something you love sometimes it turns into like the 24/7 obsession, and the life balance thing doesn't exist, and then you're just, like, obsessing over XYZ. But the thing that kept me in collab was staff. Like, for sure. Mm -hmm. It was, like, building teams, and then seeing, like, that feeling of accomplishment, whether it was a teensy event or, like, Empower, that feeling, that high is, to me, like... That's why I'm like I can never let go of this, <laughs> like, and it was it was that feeling of accomplishment like that. And I met so many people that I didn't like initially that I ended up loving. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it just really changed me as a person. Stop being so, so like presumptuous about certain things. I guess. Yeah. And like second guessing myself even like what I'm capable of doing. Like, oh, you're tossing me in a really big rushing river, and I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. But then you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you're like ah. Oh, not bad, and I had good help. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh,
2: and I guess on that note, we can call it a podcast. Uh, we've been we're on a little bit longer than we initially planned, but it's, good. it's a good we're conversation.
0: About that
2: we love. Yeah, again, um, please check out Empower Week in twenty seventeen. It's a comedy night, it's a conference, and it's also a talent showcase um, taking place November third through fifth in downtown los angeles little tokyo neighborhood um check out empower.collaborage.org for more information and don't forget collabcast all caps is your discount code for a special deal
0: can do one plug if you're thinking about different options and you are questioning like again we just shared our stories check it out like there's no harm in that and nobody's asking you to commit to anything but one the one thing that i consistently say it's a lot of different people that are ish, interested in entertainment or otherwise so they're just like just out of college and like Minji what do I do um, try things yeah. you know, just go like you, it'll either confirm that yeah it's for you or yeah it's not but that's a great thing to confirm so I'm just like a really big proponent of like go where your where your interests are peaked and where you're like oh I wonder what that'd be like don't wonder like find out and you know hopefully it'll take you to the next step
2: yeah um, as always, you can. Well, actually, man, where can people follow your thoughts on uh, yes. social media?
1: All your you, clever thoughts. You can follow my uh, really lit Instagram <laughs> at <laughs> Preetman, P R E E T M A N. Um, and that's basically all I have right now <laughs> All right. Yeah.
2: as always you can um, contact Minji and myself at the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org don't forget to subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts on Spotify, Radio Public or wherever you find your podcasts um, and please leave us a rating and review if you um, follow us on iTunes, um, it really helps us out um, and you know, let us know what you think um, again don't forget Empower Conference and cloudcast all caps is your discount code um, on that note we'll see you next week hopefully we'll get it out on time for a special spooky uh, Halloween episode <laughs> but um, <laughs> thanks for joining us Manpreet um, Marvin
0: will now be moving on into voice acting um,
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week bye guys bye,
1: bye.
0: <laughs> what you looking for boy you keep So... High.